What's up, everybody? Eric Kaiser. It is J5, June 5th. My Spiritual Awakening Podcast, 9.30 a.m. Take three, baby. Yes, this is my third shot at this. I had to go grab a cup of coffee so that way I know I get it out this time. But this episode is kind of being brought on because I've been told by so many spiritual teachers and, you know, I've done things to... uh, Remove blockages, and it's always your throat shocker, your throat shocker, speaker truth, speaker truth. And I didn't know what that meant until listening to conversations of God again. And it dawned on me that, you know, I'm not going to bring this up too much in this episode. I will go in deep eventually, and I will speak all my truth about my marriage. But right now, you know, there's a lot of things that happen that I could easily talk about, you know, and nothing against my ex, but, and this is me speaking my truth, but our marriage got destroyed by a lot of, a lot of Facebooking messaging that, Facebook messaging that was going on behind my back during the whole entire relationship that was basically painting a picture of me that was almost a picture of my ex. Um, and I learned about this years and years and years after we were together and realized that, holy cow, you know, and sorry to say this, but I am dealing with a narcissist and I don't want people to hear that word and freak out because guess what? It takes one to know one, right? Now, something about me and my ex that people should know um you know i almost thought that woman was my twin flame and what a twin flame is is it's your better half right it is when you are created and your light is created i'll say you split and when you split part goes masculine and part goes feminine. Now keep in mind, both parts have masculine and feminine in them, but you split, right? And some people are lucky enough to run back into that split part. And if you find that, you want to talk about just a relationship that is godly. Oh, lordy, lordy. Godly. Like that is like finding yourself. Like, could you imagine like being with somebody who thinks identical to you and it's just we won't get into that right now but anyway so back to that um yeah my ex was my my false twin um you know she was only put here to to really wake me up and teach me a lot of lessons about the way i behaved in the past like i said it takes one to know one so who my ex was to me was she was my my false twin of being she was my twin of my past right she was my identical version of who i was before my awakening and i used to tell her all the time you know you're just like me like i'm telling you like i've thought like no lie i've said this before i really thought that we were in it for a long haul there would be a happy ending um we would fix everything it would just take time. And I really thought when she hit 
the 30s, like those things would have turned around. But unfortunately, you know, that didn't happen. Um, and it's okay. It's okay. It's because of how many scars that me and her both had. And I want everybody to really understand that I don't hold anything against my ex. Still to this day with the silly things she does today, I don't hold it against her. Um, she doesn't know any better. Just like I didn't know any better. You know, my whole life, I fired off of alcohol from the time I was 14 years old to 41 years old. Like, I didn't even know who the hell I was, let alone, you know, been able to act like a normal human being. So what is a narcissist, right? Narcissists tend to lie a lot, tell a lot of stories. Um, they always want everybody on their side, and they will stop at nothing to make that happen. A narcissist will also use you like a host, like, and they will go from host to host to host until they drop these habits because they're trying to do one thing. They're trying to survive with the minimal amount of effort put in life to do it because unfortunately, when you're a narcissist, you're dealing with so much past trauma and past pain that it is so hard that it is really hard to apply any other effort to anything besides trying to keep yourself from not losing your freaking mind and falling into depression. You know, that's where I'm very, very sorry to my ex that I wish I knew the things I know today six years ago because I really could have helped her. But, you know, narcissists tend to... Sorry about that. I thought my daughter was coming. Narcissists tend to cause a lot of shit. And I know in my narcissist days, I caused a lot of shit, a lot of pain. And the thing a narcissist does understand is when you're dating, that you're going to keep on bringing narcissist type of people into your experience. I used to tell my sisters, my mom, like, Jesus, why can't I find a girl that is not effing crazy? Like every woman I date turns out to be the same exact way. They're all nuts. I always get punched in the face. They're controlling. They're this, they're that, they're this. And guess what? I was the same exact way. Except maybe I wasn't punching my girlfriends in the face. But I was a dick, you know? I wasn't nice. I was verbally abusive. I was an asshole, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, of course, I was, that's what I was mirroring. Like, that's what I was projecting out to other people. What do you think that you're going to attract to you? You know, anytime that you're living your life that way, whether it's a narcissistic trait or you're just a douchebag, you're always going to bring whatever you're projecting out. And I want people to really hear this. Whatever you project out, you're like a freaking magnet. You're going to attract it back. So if you're going through life lying, if you're going through life cheating, if you're going through life being shady, if you're going through life just... That's what you're going to bring into your experience because we always mirror ourselves because we are creating our reality. I hope that sinks in at some point in this podcast and people start changing every aspect of their lives by the way they talk, by the way they walk, by the way you do everything. It all comes down to it all. You are attracting these things into your life, right? My ex, 
my false twin. I attracted her into my life. She was my last lesson. She was my eye opener. The things that were done behind my back, the things that were said about me, the things that are still untrue to this day that I still have to speak my truth about, you know, that shit hurt. It hurt so bad. There were times that I would catch her doing things that stuck just daggers through my heart and there were so many times I was going to walk away from that relationship to just be told that everybody does this to me I'll kill myself and you know that is a narcissistic trait because guess what I've played that story I played the Boo fucking who, it's everybody else's fault but mine. You know, my behavior is because of this and my behavior is because of that. No, people. When we are in our narcissistic stage, our behavior is because we're assholes. Just that simple. Um, and the quicker that you can see it and dialogue it and get yourself out of it, the quicker your life will spin around. Right? Don't keep getting sucked right back in the same trap. Don't keep pulling in the next host. That's what I would do. I would go from girl to girl to girl to girl to girl, you know, because the next one didn't know my story. The next one didn't know how much of a dickhead I was. The next one didn't know that I would probably cheat on her. The next one didn't know that I was probably bringing her into my life because at that point in time, there was just something that I thought that that person could give to me that I didn't have. That's the way it works, people. That's the reason why narcissists will move on so quickly. They will never take the time to get to know themselves because number one, they don't like themselves and they don't want to know themselves. They don't want to look in the mirror and actually see who they are. They want to live off the past programming of it was their fault. And keep in mind, we really do believe it's everybody else's fault. Like I look back on my relationships and before I became accountable, I would still hate people and be like, oh, I can't believe they did that to me. What the, f really? Really? You're lucky God didn't take you off this planet a hundred times, bro, and you're looking back? No, it doesn't work that way. Now I look back and go, oh my God, I was horrible. No matter how they acted or reacted or did or anything like that, you always have to go back to the accountability that you were there also. There's a lot of things people can do instead of making excuses. If you're in a bad relationship, you can leave. You always have that choice. I don't hear no bullshit. You can always walk out of any situation, right? You could have kept your cool. You could have went to therapy. You could have went to counseling. You could have found a coach. You, there's, there's so many things you could do in life that we don't bother. I don't know why. We always think it's just going to iron out. It's just going to change. Well, some things don't change. And when we're stuck in our narcissistic state, the only thing that's going to change us, and it sucks, is pain. A lot of, lot of, lot of pain. What caused me to look back at my life was just pain. It was my marriage. It hurt so freaking bad that... It made me start, and I remember having my transitions where 
I used to always be like, yeah, my ex who, keep in mind, I have a 14-year-old son. I haven't had contact with him in, I guess, about seven years now. It breaks my friggin' heart, but I used to blame my ex for it all. And when I was going through my process and I was married, you know, still in my, my marriage, I remember there would be times that my ex would bring up my exes and talk really bad and I something changed to me there was just days where it went from me jumping in on that bandwagon to going no you know if you really look at it like I was a fucking mess I was a drunk like I'm 100% accountable like shit like granted they probably shouldn't even have dated me because I was such a fucking mess but they did but you know it's not listen when you become accountable, you start looking at everything and going, oh, my God. Like, it all starts to make sense. So I really wanted to do that episode because I think we all deal with it at one point in time in our lives. I think we all have what they consider a mental friggin' illness, but I don't look at it that way. I look at it as a part of our process is growing up, maturing. Because I think we have to go through it. I think we have to go through all that pain. I think we have to be crushed, at least a certain amount of us. To get to the point of getting to our purpose, our passion. Like, I think people who grow up hard, who have it not so easy, are the ones who tend to become great and do great things and change people's lives because, you know, we have a different drive. We didn't come from the cookie cutter house that everything was perfect, you had everything you needed, you went to the good Ivy League school, you graduated, you know, you got the great job, and now you're stuck in a friggin' hamster wheel. I feel bad for all those people, and granted, a lot of them, they probably never dealt with the narcissistic side, but it's okay. I'll take the narcs. Bring them all. Bring me every damn narc you got, because I'm to the point in my life where I know how to fix people. I know how to help people. I know how to open them up and make them see their own bullshit, right? Especially when if somebody's still trying to help people to this day, and they still talk bad about them, that's just... Come on, wake the hell up. You know who you are. Anyway, um, I will go deeper into this in the future. I really want to save it for a book. I really don't want to throw it out there in words. I want it to come out perfectly because I don't want to paint any pictures that are unnecessary. But I want to show people the truths of it all so it really helps people see it because... When we're asleep, we don't see anything but what we want to see. And that's a huge, huge problem. Like I remember times my mom trying to break break into my head and me kind of just brushing it off. Like, yeah, I'm listening to you. But really deep down inside, I was right back to in my head like, like, are you kidding me? Like, look at the way I was raised, like blah, blah, blah. And I would go back into my story, my programming inside my head, and I would crack open a beer, and I'd go back to playing beer pong at 3 o'clock on the, you know, Thursday afternoon with a bunch of 18, 19-year-old kids. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I did do that in my 30s. Um, we'll get into those stories later on in this podcast. But like I said, I've, I've lived a very complete, full life to where – that's the reason why I'm such 
All right, that's where I get stuck, and I normally delete it, but I'm not going to delete it. But that's the reason why I I believe I'm not going to say I was going to say I'm such a badass coach, but I don't want to project that because you know I just started coaching, so I believe inside I'm going to be one of the best in the world, just because I always strive to be the best at everything I do, whether it was making burgers at McDonald's. That's right, I worked at McDonald's and I tried to make them burgers better than anybody and faster than anybody. And that work ethic has always followed me. Um, but for some odd reason, I apply myself more and better for other people than I did for my own businesses. And I don't know what that comes from, but who knows? Anyway, so back to the episode. So if maybe you're in that state, you know, you find yourself, you're nitpicking everything, you know, you're looking at your life, you're looking at other people, you're always just blaming and, you know, listen, you just got to stop and you got to become accountable and you got to understand that you're a mirror and, it, you know, your life is never going to change until you snap out of that stuff. You're going to keep pulling people into your life that behave just like you. You're going to keep blaming them or they're going to keep blaming you. You know, that was the worst part of my relationship was, and it started pretty early on. And when people hear the whole story and see what exactly happened in my relationship from day one till day end, you'll see a pattern of a pattern of a pattern of a pattern of a pattern. And, you know, I wish I could have seen how badly I was being sucked into an addiction that I had my whole life and my ex was my fix like she was the perfect person to just act a fool with because she had no self-love about herself I had no self-love about myself and that would keep us together for six years because we just didn't love ourselves and I'll explain if you are dealing with a narcissist, and I actually learned this from studying, you know, um, I knew what was going on. So I studied it. And the only way that you will normally get out of a narcissistic relationship is if you threaten the narcissist, right? If they feel like for once, they're threatened or you can make them believe that a decision is theirs right so I'm not going into it but in my relationship I had to pull the trigger on something and that changed the game and from there the whole dynamic of the relationship changed and as I, as it changed I just stepped back and I let that person do what they had to do and that's how I got to my life now um, but I want everybody to know that don't hold anybody mentally hostage for the way that they're behaving. If anything, the best thing that you can do for them, because meditation takes so much discipline and becoming spiritual is not just something that happens to you overnight, but there are plenty of therapies out there that have to do like I talked about before with electrolysis and just certain things with the brain I'll try to find that that Dr. Lippin 
um, content again. So I bio something therapy. I just neuro, just anything, just look up anything that has to do with the brain. If you had a lot of childhood trauma, and this goes for everybody, this doesn't skip anybody. If you had childhood trauma, if you look back at your childhood and you do not smile and you do not go, oh my God, I had it so damn good. You have these problems and you need to go get help because they're still causing problems in your life to this day. And you won't know that. You won't see it because you don't realize that, yes, happy relationships, you don't freaking argue ever. Arguing is not normal. It's something that we adapt to. We think it's normal because our parents made it look normal. But it's 2019. We know things that we didn't know before. And that's very, very important moving forward into our futures. This is important for our children. This is a reason why I am not at all upset that my marriage is over. I did not want my kids seeing that. And it sucks that I know that they still see it regardless, but they're not going to ever see it from me. Never. Not one time. Never. Because I understand to change the planet, we have to change our children. It starts at the generations who are coming up. See, not many people have ever stopped to look at life and say, okay, this is where we're going wrong, right? And this is what will change the planet. And this is why I preach and I try to teach people because everybody needs to understand that. If we keep going the way we're going, whew, this place is going to get scary, like scary, scary. So things need to change now. But again, listen, we all deal with it. No one's better than anyone else. People get hurt and they don't know how to get over it. So the best thing you can do, just forgive, forget. If you have to, just get away from that person until they wake up. You know, get away from them until they realize that, oops, I did it again, right? And that's what happens to us. We go from, one host and the next host and the next host and the next host and the next host with the same exact story every single time, the same exact actions, we paint the same pictures, just to get the same result in the end. And it's so foolish to look back at the way we behave and, oh my God, you're the one, oh my God, this is it, oh my God, and then years later, this motherfucker, this biatch, this, 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 and there we go, right? So I'm going to jump off. I'm sure my kids are about to get up. Um, you know, I really want, this is the reason why I really want to put this into writing because honestly, last night on the train ride back with the kids from the park, I, I put a lot of the content into my head that I would want to say. And literally I just did this podcast for 20 something minutes and I don't know if I got even 10% of it out. Like, that's the problem with doing this, speaking free. It just comes out as it comes. But I just want people to start forgiving each other, you know? I tell my ex all the time, you know, I, I, I just want to be your friend. Like, I want to help you. I want to be here for you. 
And sometimes people make that very difficult for us because of their actions in a way that they're still living their lives. Like, ah, we won't go into it right now. But I hope everybody has a great day. I love y'all. Peace out.